You are now listening to The Sexy Escort Guide, discussing everything fascinating about the world of paid companionship. And now, here is your sexy host, Exotic Vivian. Hey guys, this is episode 104 of The Sexy Escort Guide podcast. I am your host as always, Vivian, and joining me today is the renowned global companion, Miss Rachel Smith. She is a gorgeous human being who just so happens to be transsexual. She's based in Chicago and recently bought a second home in Athens, Greece. I'm going to need an invite. She is a formerly trained sensual domina, as well as the global master trainer for Bondessage and Elysium by Bondessage. And she is the creator of Club Curiosity. What a resume. But first, a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by our diamond sponsor, Companion Tax and Accounting Services. You've heard us interview the owner, Mary Lee, on episodes 7, 36, and 58. Companion Tax really knows their stuff, and I, Vivian, can personally vouch for them. They are the professionals you need to hire to handle all of your tax, accounting, and business needs. Companion Tax was created specifically with us companions in mind. It doesn't get any more niche than that. They have been in business since 2011 and have become a leading resource for the community. Although based in South Florida, they are licensed in all states. You can visit them at companiontax.com and fill out the new client information form to get started and take charge of your financial future. Welcome to the show, Ms. Smith. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for gracing us with your presence. You've been very busy. Yeah, yeah I just landed a couple days ago back in the U.S. Yes, I see you're like just done with the U.S. You're like, bye. <laughs> you're like me a few years ago when I was like on my world tour, but I did not manage to buy a place in Greece. So I'm going to need the deets on that. But today we're going to be talking about touring. And I decided to record this show after witnessing the Twitter controversy stirred up by some tweets from a very well-known OG escort. And she basically tweeted something to the fact that she doesn't tour because she doesn't want BV. And for those of you who don't know what BV is, it's bacteria vaginosis. It's when your vagina smells terrible. So she basically says she doesn't tour because she doesn't want BV and that she sees less men in a year than most escorts see in a day. Or was it a week? I forget. A week, I think. Okay, okay. And of course, this triggered some backlash. And I decided to do this show, not for that, but for the girls that are thinking about touring, because I don't want them to read that tweet and then give up and throw in the towel because every hoe is different. In this business, you will need to try different things to find your sweet spot and what works for you. Like you cannot go by what somebody else is saying. (laughs) Basic human anatomy and physiology. We know that traveling doesn't give you BV. Being nasty can give you BV or just poor hygiene or who you sleep with could have poor hygiene. And it's basically BV is the same smell as those uncircumcised guys that don't pull their skin back. It's the same exact smell. It's like, <laughs> so they must have some BV in there somewhere because <laughs> it's the same fucking smell and I cannot take it. I have a very sensitive nose. The minute I get a whiff, it's over. It's done. We're not doing this. but. You don't get BV from touring people. No, you don't. (laughs) Just FYI, you might want to go talk to your gynecologist because 
in any case, so before we jump into touring and all that good stuff, I just wanted to, you know, have our listeners get to know a little bit about you and then we'll get into the nitty gritty. So if you could please uh, give us a little bit about your background, who you are, how you got to where you are today. Well, I'm originally from Virginia, born and raised in small town USA, Fredericksburg, Virginia, the historic home of George Washington and the only place in America that has civil war and revolutionary battlefields together. So just imagine my boring upbringing. Every field trip was that. I have a bachelor in science in biology pre-medicine. I ran off to the military for three years and was military police. Wow. Damn. <laughs> well, people, because back in the day, and it comes back ever so often, they will say the Army's motto is be all that you can be. So I did. I became a woman. <laughs> hey. I mean, they said be all you can be. I mean, it was right there. <laughs> so I'm a veteran. And after I moved back to Virginia, got a second degree in theater performance and moved to Chicago. Sidebar. Do you get the veterans loans? I can. Oh, okay. Cool, 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 cool. They didn't like disown you because... Oh, no. Nuh-uh. Okay, okay, okay. Just checking. All right. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> I got my honorable discharge, so I have all my perks if I so choose. I've lived here and love Chicago. I mean, a lot of people in theater, they moved to New York or to LA, but I moved here and got into high-end retail as well because I got to eat. Hey, and look good. <laughs> and so I worked at Saks Fifth Avenue and I was management there and I was in charge of the counter for fragrance. I did some skincare and makeup while I was there. I mean, you have gorgeous skin, so. All about taking care of what you got. And I had a med spa for 10 years. And at the end of that, you are full of surprises, girl. It's like you keep peeling back the onion. No tears. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just layers. There's layers to you. Or should I say the Russian dolls? You know how you open it? Like there's stuff in there. So, okay. So how did you transition from your med spa to Rachel? Well, it's really weird and funny. I was on Match.com. That's random. <laughs> this lady reached out to me and she was like, you know, please don't take offense. And of course, you know, someone writes, they're about to offend you. <laughs> this is how I like to find my companions. And I typically don't like American girls, but there's something about your energy. I really would like to get to know. So I go to her website and I see this at the time, this beautiful website that she had at the time. And she just had, you know, these tall size two or smaller Eastern European and European girls. And it looked like a modeling agency. And first I was like, oh, how dare she think I'm a whore? <laughs> I'm a Southern Baptist black woman. I go to church on Sundays. I don't even have a one night stand. How dare you? But then I noticed she didn't have any TS. So, and back in the day, match was either male, female. So I put female, but out of honesty, I wrote like the second sentence that I, you know, I bring you greetings from Chicago, but I do want you to know what keeping within my integrity, I am a TS woman. So you put that in your profile. Yeah. So the TS went, you know, over her head. So I asked her, what was she thinking? And she goes, oh, I didn't get that from you, but I would change my website for you. I mean, she doesn't have to change the website, just add addition. Like it's called variety. I was just meeting someone. And so I went with this relationship for four years. 
But something about her and I, maybe because we both were Capricorns, we clicked and we became dear friends. I wish somebody would find me on a fucking dating app to, you know, have me meet some dignitaries or something. <laughs> well, I've met some really amazing people. That's crazy that she found you on a dating app. That is, I mean, do you think that would happen today? Like, I don't even see that happening. But, you know, and I think back in the day, too, it was like, you know, people were instant messaging heavy back then, chat boards. And she and I just kind of like clicked and we were checking in sporadically on each other. And we became friends, the best of friends. I'm her daughter's auntie. I'm the godmother. So... I think that's amazing. So you guys met on Match.com. I guess you guys were a match. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you can also find friends on Match. I don't know how the dating apps are today. I haven't been on Match since four or five years ago. I just felt vanilla dating was just not for me. It's not for me either. After doing this now, I need two husbands. Yeah, the standards are just way too high. Like, I feel like now guys on these apps are just trying to fuck as many girls as they can. Without condoms, by the way. That's how you get BV. Let's put that out there. But <laughs> and I know this for a fact that this is happening because I have civilian friends that are on these fucking apps doing all kinds of crazy shit. And I just feel like now I'm like, you want to go to dinner and I'm not being paid? What's happening? <laughs> I'm not dinner and I get BV. Exactly. No, thank you. Wow. But that's a great story. So, okay. So you didn't go with her agency. As soon as I broke up with this guy, you know, I had stayed in contact and I just said, you know, Mila, I'm ready. And she was so happy. And I did my first photo shoot. I saw my first client by chance. One of her clients was in Chicago and it was alcohol. I don't remember a thing. <laughs> Were you like drunk or? No, I don't drink. It was more like... Is this happening? So you just kind of blacked out. I, yeah, I just went through whatever I did. I get downstairs and she's texting me this forward from him. It's like, oh my God, Mila, where have you hidden her? That is awesome. But you don't even remember it? <laughs> I just remember the hard rock downtown. And he was this very good looking Italian gentleman from Milan. Okay. So you remember what he looks like. You just don't remember what happened. Well, clearly you put it on him if he's uh, sending love notes. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so you see your client and then you start working with her. When did you branch out on your own? I never branched out on my own. I still work with the same agency. I don't. Are you serious? That is awesome. I don't want to deal with the administrative part of this industry because the times where she's been on vacation or one of the other ladies have been on vacation. And I'm just like, it's the middle of the night and I'm trying to answer the email for them because it's the middle of the night where they are. And what I read, <laughs> I don't know if I want to see the client if I had to. Oh, oh Lord. <laughs> but you know what? That's something to be said about her, for her to have been around because there are really no more agencies. Like they're all underground now and they wouldn't even call themselves agencies. They're probably calling them like matchmakers or something. That's what she's doing now. She got rid of her big site. She had 40 girls. She got rid of her site. She's more of a lifestyle person now. And but she's doing matchmaking with us. Exactly. Matchmaking. Agencies, I mean, ever since that whole um Elliot Spitzer debacle, I think that was like the last big 
thing because Tiger Woods happened, then he happened. And I just feel like all the agencies kind of scurried off and went underground. And now they're like more matchmakers. So that's awesome. And was she also working or was she just running it? Hired and just running the agency. Oh, that's awesome. I'm gonna have to talk to you about that off air because I'm so curious. Okay. (laughs) What do you think is a misconception about being an escort? That many of us do it out of desperation. I find that it's been one of the best career choices, you know, that decisions I've ever made. Um, The freedom of travel, incredible income, and the ability to better plan for my economic future has all come from this. Ability to buy second homes in Greece, you know. Two homes, actually. Oh, you know what? I'm definitely, I'm going to talk to you off air because I'm actually visiting Greece at some point this year. So we will have to link up or sync schedules or something. That's awesome. What is one misconception people have about you? I think when you do any kind of fetish BDSM, they might feel that you might be cold or unapproachable. But I'm naturally GFE. I had never thought about doing dom work of any sort. But I'm five, nine and a half. I don't know if people read my reviews, but I'm well endowed. (laughs) No, she did. No, she did. Like, just by the way. (laughs) The requests were coming in and they weren't saying Rachel. They were saying to the agency, I want mistress to dominate me. I want mistress, mistress. And, you know, I was approved until this industry. Absolutely. prude. Now, you know, that doesn't even go together. How are you a prude? <laughs> I didn't know. I just have a prude now, girl. Not at all. Bring it on. But I mean, because I have gay friends like that, too. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> How are you a prude? Oh, those days are over. I'm not. I'm like, oh, whatever. <laughs> I think, you know, when you're raised in a very religious household. Yeah, the Southern Baptist. That sticks with you about a lot of things. And like, I had never had a one night stand. You know, do you like me? Check yes or no. Okay, I'm gonna make you wait. All that kind of stuff. So I just was approved. And she was like, well, do you want to be successful in this? And for me, I want to be successful in any endeavor. So I was like, yeah, but I don't want to hurt someone. So I'm going to find the best of the best and train. So I trained with Midori out of San Francisco and did her forte film weekend intensive. And then after that, I kind of got my footing and I heard about bondage. And then God, that was the best decision of my life. Training with Jaylene Dennis. I love the power of what I do now. Yes. Cause it's like a mixture of Dom and sensuality. Getting people out of their head into a, a sunken place of surrender. I love it. I love it. So that's pretty much what you do now is like bondage or do you like kind of dibble dabble and other things? I am a hybrid girl. I am GFE. I'm PSE. I'm bondage. I'm milking table. I'm Elysium by bondage. You're well endowed. Like you got everything going on. (laughs) You got everything going on. I love it. I love it. So we're going to talk more about Club Curiosity. But let's uh, move on to touring. What is a misconception about touring? Have you ever been in a city and it says your dates are these three days and then someone writes you and says to you, 
oh, can you stay a couple extra days? Because I'm going to be in town, but I would like to book you for an hour. Or the guy that writes you and said, oh, I see that you're in Miami, but I was wondering, could you pop over to Tallahassee? (laughs) Or the ones that are like, after you've left, they're trying to see you. Did you not see my dates? (laughs) So I think we think that we just aimlessly wander around in our caravan and they don't have a realistic idea that this is a business marketing and it takes, you know, hotels and accommodation, logistics, all kinds of things to make your tour successful. I feel like guys really still don't get it. Even for when you're at your home base, you still have guys that are trying to see you now. No one is ever fucking available now, people. (laughs) I think the one thing that hurt us were those 1-800 phone call advertisements. Were they for escorts or were they for the phone sex? Let's just talk about it. (laughs) Men are men are men. They just lump women all under the same umbrella for everything. And so when they see that commercial, barely 18, black girls, white girls, Asian girls, call us now. They think the same thing about us, that we are sitting around waiting for someone to call to pop over so that we can be BV free (laughs) and ready. (laughs) No, she didn't. BV free already. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, um, (laughs) guys, we're never available now. I even have some regulars that try me sometimes. And I'm like, do I need to remind you how we met? You know, how business works. Don't fucking ever call me and ask me if I'm available now. If I contact you and say, hey, I'm ready, fine. But that would never happen. (laughs) Because maybe you're at lunch with your friends or you're at the library or you're out shopping. You're having a spa day. We have lives. I might not be at my end call. I might be doing shit that I had planned. Especially my regulars, then they're so bummed out. I'm like, bitch, what do you think? I'm just sitting at home, painting my nails, waiting for you. Like, we have schedules. We're human beings. We're full human beings. Anywho, so what prompted you to start touring? Well, working for the European Agency, she started getting me to come over. I started November 2006. By the spring, she had me coming over to Athens, to London to Thessaloniki, which is northern Greece. So what you're saying is that Greek men like black women. (laughs) (laughs) Let me go ahead and take some notes. (laughs) The airport, because it's these beautiful black women from all over the world leaving the airport with their Greek boyfriend kissing them goodbye. Aww. Or you see it when you're landing as well. You know, he's got his flowers and... Aww, picking her up. That's sweet. I'm a romantic. I mean, luckily, this business has not made me so jaded that I don't believe in things like that. Because I really do. I love, I love romance. I love grand gestures. Give it all to me, baby. Lay it on thick. So basically, this agency has really been a game changer for you because most girls are so scared to even tour one state over, let alone internationally. So kudos to her for like finding you a match because that was definitely a match for sure. 
That's awesome. So what are some of the first things a person should do before touring? Um, they need to understand their target audience. Look at the different types of cities you can tour and understand the client base in each city because they're, they're going to be unique unto themselves. I mean, some places I just wouldn't tour. Talk your shit. <laughs> so you might save some other people or maybe they'll go there and see if it works for them, but it doesn't matter. The old me on social media used to be very political. And then I just kind of got away from that. Where some girls get like an anonymous account so they control other girls. I try to keep Rachel very separate from that. And um, when I shop and when I travel, I spend my money politically. So I don't go to certain states where I know they say, you know, they hate trans people or they hate black people or they hate gay people. Or I just don't go there. I mean, we have hate everywhere. Yeah, but there's some that you probably shouldn't even go. That makes sense. Because, I mean, I could just see some hate group making it a point to, like, target trans ads online, book them and try to, like, hurt them. And I'm sure we've heard stories of this smart on you, but that's fucked up on their part. You are saying you don't tour those places. How do you choose where to tour then? I have friends all over. I look at like the ads and see who's there as well. If you go to an ad and you see, oh, there's a lot of TS girls here. Oh, 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 there's a lot of Ebony girls here. Then I'm like, okay, I know I'm, I'm going to try that place. And you don't go someplace just thinking you're going to wreck that town and you're going to make all the money. You go in for just a few days and see how you do. And also make sure that you get your pre-bookings in. So you should definitely post in advance. Yes. And not too far in advance. I know some girls will try to post three weeks or a month in advance. I do that sometimes because of international. Yeah. For international, that makes sense. Yes. Domestic U.S. I don't do that. Try to have an add up maybe seven to 10 days prior because a, a gentleman enough time. Yeah, that's a good amount of time. If you advertise too far in advance, it's also the same as staying someplace too long. A person goes, oh, okay, she's coming. I'm going to catch her. And life gets in the way. And next thing you know, you're ready to leave. And he's writing you, trying to catch up with you and you're leaving town. We've all been there. <laughs> but yeah, so seven to 10 days. And you need to go look and see who looks like you where you're trying to go tour. What if there are not very many people like you? Should you still try it out? Maybe like put an ad up? What I'll also have is I'll have gentlemen that say, oh, I want you to come to my town. I want to book, you know, whatever amount of time. And I said, well, either you need to book a little bit more time and it can be a fly me to you. Or you can help sponsor my trip and book a certain minimum and pay for one of the nights. And I'll come and give your city a chance. And chances are I'll still do well. Yeah, so that's a good way to do it. So ladies, you're hearing this. See, whoever is begging you to come visit them, make them sponsor your tour. That way you're not, because tours cost money. You got to pay for your flight. You know, they think, oh, well, you know, she's staying at the Motel 6 down the street. No. No. Hotels cost money and we don't want to stay somewhere where we don't feel safe. There's a lot of stuff that goes into planning. And then, of course, now that Marriott has come out against hoes, now you got to worry about those hotels. It's like a whole, <laughs> it's a whole thing. During COVID, a lot of hotels that were not key card went key card completely because of they were finding homeless people coming into the hotel, sleeping in the halls. Oh, really? I thought it was just because they didn't want people like 
giving each other COVID. I, I didn't know it was. Well, that was part of it, but they were finding that people were sneaking in, camping out on some of the floors because some of the floors were closed. Oh, wow. I had no clue. So one of my favorite hotels in New York is Keycard now, and that's the reason. So yeah, so the girls also have to do research into the hotels. Like there's so much that goes into it. And we have like our own private site where we can kind of share information. But I think one of them just went down. I'm not sure. I'll talk to you about that offline. But so what advice can you give to escorts that are super nervous about touring? Go for it. Be smart. Maybe you have a friend in that particular city that could be your safety buddy, that could be your duo partner. If you have a good girlfriend that you get along well with in your base city and she and you do very well in duos, why not tour? Get adjoining rooms. Exactly. But you know, girls are weird too. So <laughs> there's like a whole thing about touring with other girls because one might be busy, the other's not. Then it becomes a thing. Someone's mad. There's always someone more busy than you. Exactly. It's just life. But then you just know, okay, maybe I won't tour this city again or whatever. But that's why, as you said, go for a couple of days. Don't like go forever. Like go for a couple of days. Exactly. Another thing I tell ladies, please don't be afraid to belong to a loyalty program. These girls are coming in dressed in their juicy couture and Ugg boots with Priceline reservations. <laughs> You're hilarious. But yes, yes. You can also get tickets that let you change. I forget the name of it. No fee change ticket. It's a little bit more expensive, but if you have to change, you can and not have to worry about the change fees. And it's worth it. Exactly. And then with hotels, you know, you can always extend. Hopefully they're available. But again, I think if you plan, that will help ease your nervousness. It's when you have no plan and you're just jumping out there with no plan, then of course you're going to be afraid. But if you have a plan, you'll be fine. And you have money to return home. I've seen some ladies on social media. Oh my God, I'm in, you know, Tupelo, Mississippi. And I just knew I was going to have a great tour and it's crickets here. Now I have no way to get home. Wait, what? I have not seen that, but don't do that. <laughs> Jesus, you need to plan your entire trip as in round trip tickets and your hotel stay and just power through. Like even if you need to cut your trip short, which I don't advise that you do, because if you're only there for two days, just suck it up. Go see the town. Go freestyling. That's another way to pick up somebody, <laughs> you know, make the best of your trip, but don't go somewhere with no return ticket. That is not great. That actually happened to regular bitches in Miami. During um, one of these sports events, girl, I don't even know which one it was. I think it was Super Bowl or one of those events that brings people to town. There were a lot of girls that flew into Miami thinking they were about to be city girls and rack it up. But then they didn't have any money to get back home. Like, how? How is this your life? Don't do that. I expect this from civilian women, not from hoes. Exactly. You're a professional. Act like one. Plan your tour like one. Don't be like them that just go somewhere hoping some dude will you know, give you money to, I just, I can't. And also, you know, understand your advertising sites because the top advertising sites may not be the top advertising site in a small town. Exactly. So you need to use Google to see what pops up on the first page 
wherever you're touring. Like do extensive research because if you don't advertise, nobody's going to know you're there. You understand that the town closes after five o'clock. I, I remember when I first started touring, I was in some places and luckily I was busy because those clients were prepared for me to be there. After five o'clock, if I was touring and didn't have those clients coming to see me after work, it would have been dead. I mean, you could just use that time for your quiet time and dinner. <laughs> but yes, you definitely need to do your research on where you're going. Research, 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 plan, plan, plan. And that'll help you out. And just know that you might hit a bus one day. Like we've all been there. Not every city is going to be busy. That was one of the things that prompted my world tour. Like back in 2017, 18, like I had toured all over the world for two and a half years. I was in Dubai a lot. I was in London a lot. Of course, those are my money makers. But then I also ventured out into little cities in Europe and things like that. Some of them were okay. Some of them not so much. And then I also toured all over the United States because I was trying to pick my base too. I, I wasn't sure where I wanted to be. And I was like, let me tour to see where I'm going to be popular. And then I, I would set up shop there. So I toured all over. I went from Vegas, LA, little towns in between. Um, New York, Boston, Chicago. I love Chicago. Chicago loves me too. But Chicago is too cold. <laughs> I then realized that I cannot be somewhere cold and Miami was going to be it anyway. It ended up being Miami anyway, but I literally traveled all over for two and a half years nonstop. Of course, there were some cities. I mean, I would come back to like ground myself with my family and stuff, but I was gone. Two and a half years gone. Of course, there were some small cities that I didn't do as well in and they were dead. But luckily, because I was moving and shaking, I could just move on to the next. So you're going to come across a city that's dead. But if you plan in advance, you already know you're spending that money anyway. And you just know, OK, I won't come back here again. And you know, those girls in the small town, they have that city on lock. Oh, Lord. You know, I've actually heard stories of girls that they would get a, a reference. They would contact a girl for a reference that a guy gave them. And then the girl would turn around and give him a discount to see her instead. Oh yeah, I've heard that. I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's crazy. Anywho, just know that nothing is guaranteed, but you need to take a risk because if you don't try, if you don't try, you'll never know. I'm going to tell you some of my best tours were when I went to someplace off the beaten path and met a whale. That's all you need. You only need one. Who was the big fish in the small pond? And I mean, I've had where the gentleman was like, oh my God, we've never had someone here like you. And next thing you know, that person is seeing you every day and paying for you to come back. Exactly. And then they'll pay for other things too. <laughs> you have to take a risk because if you don't try, like every entrepreneur who made it big took that risk. You got to jump out there Take calculated risks, of course, but you need to try. Like, if you don't try, you'll never know. Okay, so what is the biggest mistake you've made in regards to touring? Like, again, staying in a city too long and not creating that sense of urgency for the gents. I think that's a big one, yeah. So the lady that you worked for an agency, I'm assuming she was your mentor. Did you have any other mentors? Jaylene Bennis, the creator of Bondage, absolutely one of the most amazing people you're ever going to meet. So authentic. Um, she has created such a family that we mentor each other. We have our Zoom meetings every other week or so. We have 
our private chat group. We help each other. We brainstorm, bounce off ideas. I love it. I think it's so great that you found your tribe like immediately because that is not the case with a lot of girls. I mean, you've seen it on Twitter. People are bitching about, you know, how this is a doggy dog world. But that is awesome that you were able to find your tribe almost instantly and not go through all the BS that a lot of us go through. Absolutely. And, you know, we know how to really lift each other up. It's great because someone's like, oh, I'm going to such and such place. Does anyone know where I can stay or if there's an in-call or we're there for each other. What's the worst advice you've gotten in regards to touring? I needed to change key things in order to be successful in different markets. And I find that I stand out in a certain place. I'm busier. But what were they trying to do? They were trying to make you blend in? Yeah, it was more like, oh, girl, you can't do that here. You can't do that there. And I'm like, but people will see that I'm different if they're seeking different. It's just like when you go into a small town and they have all those chain restaurants on the same street or road. And I'm not looking for Bob Evans. I'm not looking for Cracker Barrel. (laughs) (laughs) Cracker Barrel. I haven't seen one in years. What I do is I'm looking for the mom and pop. I'm looking for that place that had that 4.5 rating. I want to be that that person. I want to be the person that stands out. So I present myself a little different. Just because she's in latex doesn't mean I have to be in latex. Just because she's in leather, I don't have to be in leather. Give me my Camila. Give me my San Koi. So. I mean, and that's with anything. Like, you don't want to be like everybody else. Like, the whole point of you being you is because you're you. Who wants to be cookie cutter? <laughs> exactly. Like, who has the time? And a lot of girls have said it that whenever they tried to, like, fit into some mold, they were never successful. It wasn't until they became authentically themselves that was when they started attracting the people that were for them. So please do not try to mold yourself into, I know they say you should look to people that you want to be like and emulate them, but there's other ways. You don't have to literally become somebody else. You can still be yourself. You can take a couple of things from them, but authentically be yourself. And be the best version of you. That's what you should strive for every day. Okay. So what's the best advice you've ever gotten with regards to touring? I don't think it's just in touring, but in general, all money is not good money. Don't compromise your standards or your safety. Exactly. As a matter of fact, some girl just tweeted today, a girl that I know she's been around for a little bit, about some guy in Dubai wanting her to come there. He was going to give her 100K. That was the first red flag because now we don't even know if he's real. But he was going to give her 100K, but he wanted somebody to be submissive in that he would beat her up, but he wouldn't kill her. And he would fly her there first class, but fly her back private because she's going to be so beaten up. She wouldn't want to fly a regular airline because people are going to be worried about her. But she was going to get a hundred grand for like a week or something. Forget. Not all the money in the world. (laughs) You want to (laughs) who? I do the beating. (laughs) What are you talking about? I do the beating. Exactly. And I wouldn't want to disfigure you either. You know, it's called consent. Not all money. I've fired many clients too. Because after a while, then it just becomes, you're like, you know what? This is not even worth it anymore. They're trying to boundary push or whatever it is. Like you're going to get those clients too that want to like push your boundaries 
And you have to be like, no. And I get it because, you know, people will jump on us and say, oh, hierarchy, what about the survival hoes and all that good stuff. But you can't do anything if you're dead, sis. And your choice is your choice. I can't judge you for your choices. So if you're out here struggling and you got to do what you got to do, bless you. Exactly. But, you know, just know not all money is good money. I mean, there have been plenty of times when you took the money and then you realize, you know what? I should have just left this alone. But yeah. Okay. So if you could go back and talk to your 17 year old self, what would you tell her? (laughs) You're like, woo. (laughs) I transitioned late in life, coming into this industry very late in life. And um, I would still finish my college education, but I think I would have started being a sex worker sooner. So you would have like skipped sex and the military and. I would not have skipped the military. I actually loved it. The stories I could tell you. I excelled in the military and they wanted me to stay and be an officer and all that kind of stuff. And, but I definitely love the fact that I went to school as well, but I think maybe I would have started while in school. (laughs) Start while you're young kids. You know, I had never had a one night stand until Rachel. So I think I would have explored my sexuality sooner. I still cannot believe you were a prude. Oh, girl. (laughs) That makes zero sense to me, but whatever. There are moments in my sessions where I get this like, don't judge yourself. Don't judge yourself. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) I love it. But at least you're one of us now. You're good now. Having the best time. Making money. Exactly. Some of the best sex of my life. You know what? It's true. A lot of people really think that we're out here having unwanted sexual things. Mm-mm. Like some of my best sex have been with clients. I'm just going to come out and say it. And that's from everything from foreplay, romance, all that stuff. Like they put civilian men to shame. And I'm just like, this is why I can't date normally. They're trash. Let's just say it. <laughs> well, let's not say all. I'm sure there's some good ones in there. A lot. Okay. Okay. <laughs> It's true. You're not wrong. Andrew Tate's of the world and different people misrepresenting masculinity, misrepresenting what women want. If you want to know what a woman want, ask a woman. Let's talk (laughs) about, you know, how to touch, how to kiss, how to communicate, because our biggest sexual organ is the brain. Let's work there and everything else will flow. Also talk about hygiene, too. Oh, girl. Some of you are not getting laid because your hygiene sucks. I'm just going to come out and say it. Like I tell some people that the last bath a man had was when his mama gave him one as a little boy. If that, because clearly they didn't learn shit. Because who taught you how to bathe? Usually your parents will be like, okay, now that you're going to be bathing yourself, this is what you need to do. First of all, a lot of parents are prudes about the human body. So they're not going to talk about hygiene, masculine hygiene, and feminine hygiene. They're not going to talk about it because it makes them uncomfortable. Not my parents. (laughs) We don't do unclean in my house. (laughs) I grew up in a white washcloth house. (laughs) I grew up knowing how to wash my feminine body parts. And this was like, my mom literally sat there. She did it once. And then she was like, all right, show me. And she was like, make sure you wash this. Make sure you wash that. Some of you men are not getting 
the love that you deserve because you are unclean. This is the one thing I like about when I'm in my dom mode. I will stand there in my leather, my patent leather, and inspect you while you are washing. I will be observing. And if it's not satisfactory, I will send you back to the shower. And don't have me take my stuff off and get in the shower with you. I'll put these sister locks up in a messy bun and get in the shower and really show you where you missed with the white washcloth, where you missed. And I love that it's white. So that way, you know. Yes, you know. You know what's going on. But yes, girl. (laughs) Before we go off into a hygiene, let's talk about Club Curiosity. Tell us more. Tell us more. I notice you guys have events sometimes. I've seen some girls promoting it, but. I don't really know the full deal. So let us know, please. Okay. So I think we are all a little curious about something. So I decided to have this group called Club Curiosity. It is female energy led. It is an elegant and exclusive and inclusive gathering of like-minded individuals seeking fantasy fulfillment in a safe place. It's a four-hour event. It's always held in a five-star venue. And the Curiosity Guides being some of the best female TS and male providers in the industry. Like I said, it's female energy led. So it's all about seduction, getting the guy or the couple to let go and give in to all forms of debauchery. Before the person comes, we ask them to just give us a few sentences so we understand, you know, what they're seeking, their boundaries. If there's any boundaries they would like to have pushed a little bit. Consent is sexy. That's our motto while we're there. Consent is sexy. So we make sure that everything is done with full consent. And we could have between 20 and 30 people. It's always more providers than guests. Because what if you want a menage a trois? Well, you can't have that if you're paired off. So you always have to have more of us than them. So the providers that are there are usually male and TSs? And female. Oh, okay. Okay. Female, male, and TS. And we also have privé events for that gentleman or that couple who wants their own private event. And then they kind of pick who from our bevy of beauties, who they would like to join them. I love it. That sounds amazing. See, I've always wanted to throw parties like that, like eyes wide shut, but like more intense and sensual. And it sounds like you guys got that wrapped up. We ship a sex sling and a milking table. So, you know, there's besides the beds, there's that person who maybe their fantasy was always to be in a sex sling. Well, there's a sex sling. Hop on. I love it. That's awesome. So I'm definitely going to put the link to this in the show notes for you curious people out there. What's really neat, too, is that some ladies... They come as a couple, like some providers, they will come as a couple with a gentleman who might be a little nervous. And so we give a special rate for that couple. Okay. So you can bring your clients who want to explore. I like that. And how would someone know when the next event was? Obviously on your website. Yeah, it's on the website. The next event is in May. We don't give the exact date unless it's through an inquiry because we try to make this very secret agent. We have it in New York. We used to have it in Chicago and New York, and both events were sold out. But now that I'm going to be living part-time in Europe, I have to give up something. So I gave up Chicago, sadly. I mean, people don't realize the planning that goes in to having 10 to 12 guests plus 
13 to 15 curiosity guides and making sure everyone's showing up on time and making sure that you have 50 towels and a hundred washcloths and the robes, the food, just everything, the beverages. That's a lot of work. I've thrown some events myself and I feel you because yeah, you're dealing with a lot of moving parts, but clearly you're a very good planner and hostess if your club curiosity is still going strong. So it's very strong. It's very strong. We only have a few more spots left for our May event in New York. Perfect. So I would definitely put that in the show notes. So on to the fun part. So aside from Greece, obviously, favorite vacation destination? Any place with a world-class spa. Any place. Oh my God, we could be spa buddies. I'm obsessed with the spa too. I thought I was like the only weird one. <laughs> I've gone places where it was the winter, but they were known for the, the lasso, you know, hot springs spas. I've gone to tropical places. I tend to go to Hawaii twice a year. And one of my best friends, she lived on Maui. Her mom lives on Maui and she's like a second mom to us. And we kidnap her for the day and do a spa day with her. I'm about to go to Aruba for the first time. Ooh, that sounds fun. And I'm going to be at a spa every day. Of course you are. That's the only way to live your vacation. Like who has the time? I'll do some touristy things, but. We're definitely putting that spa in there. (laughs) I love it. What do you like to do in your free time besides travel? Free time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm just joking. I love to go home. For me, free time is basically when I'm on the plane. I love going home to Virginia to see my family. And then I also have a brother that lives in Augusta. So I will fly in. I'll break my red state rule and fly in. To go see him. Oh, Lord. One of my favorite places is New Orleans. Not going back. Aw, that's a shame. I own a condo in Fort Lauderdale. It's being rented out. I'm not going back. Oh, at least I'm making money. The red state's making you money. But I mean, you know what's funny, though? I never got the hype of New Orleans. I've been there. I mean, the food is okay. Like, I don't know. I don't get it. Like, I, I might be the only one. Because I'm so prim and proper. And then I go down there and see how the other people, I'm walking amongst the heathens, you know, oh, while they're Lord. drinking those hurricanes and getting drunk and throwing up in the street. And I just walk through and giggle. It's so cute to me that people are just like letting their hair down and acting wild. And I'm just making sure I don't step in puke. I guess you might as well just go to Key West. It's better. Because <laughs> I never got the draw. People are like, New Orleans. I'm like, I don't get it. Okay, let me try the food because I'm a foodie. Nope. I didn't see anything that outstanding. But hey, if you're a client in uh, New Orleans and you want to change my mind. Change your mind, gentlemen. <laughs> Take her to a world-class secret spot. Yes, that's what I need. I need the ends. Like, I want to see your town. How do you do your town? That's what I want to see. Are you reading anything right now? I actually just finished a book called A Decent Family by Rosa Ventella. Is it uh, fiction? It's fiction, but kind of based on her real life growing up in Bari, Italy. A client knows that I love going to Bari, and that's an, I'm looking for a place to buy there as well. Okay, baller. Yeah. So he told me about this book. So I end up reading this book and I loved it. And when, you know, it's something about when you're reading a book and they mention a street or a business and you're like, oh, I know where that is. Okay. What was the name of the book? A Decent Family by Rosa Ventella. 
Right now, I just started Pimsleur Modern Greek so I can be respectful and be fluent in the language. Wow. So that's what I'm reading right now. Very ambitious. Okay. I love it. I love everything about you. <laughs> um, favorite movie of all time? I don't even know if I have one. Um, I love foreign films. To this day, one of my favorite movies is Muriel's Wedding. Yeah, because it's an Australian film. It was the breakout role for Toni Collette. Oh, yeah, I know her. And same thing with, oh, I can't think of her name, Rachel. I can't remember her name, but she starred in the movie with her. Rachel Griffiths is what I'm seeing here. Yes. And so she moved on to bigger and better things as well. I don't think I've seen her in anything, though. Her face does not look that familiar. I know Toni Collette because she was in the big C and she's done a bunch of other stuff. Do you remember? Uh, no, the State of Terra that came on after the big C. I remember that, too. Yeah. Rachel Griffith was in Six Feet Under. OK, tell me more, because I did watch that show. She played the guy's wife. The, like the last few seasons, the guy that gave up his career and came home to help run the family uh, mortuary business. When he got married, he married Rachel Griffith. I just remember a Michael C. Hall, like going into Dexter land. And then his mom is now in the series of American Horror Story. So them two, I remember clearly, but I do not remember this lady. Oh, I love her. But let's not get off on a tangent. Uh, favorite TV show? <laughs> If I told you MSNBC, you think I'm crazy? I would still say Dexter is still probably one of my favorite TV shows because I have this thing. First of all, he's cute. He is cute. It was very hard for me to have him go from playing his gay character. It wasn't that hard, though. But it was a little difficult at first. Have him playing his gay character to playing this serial killer. I was like, what? It was a shock for me, too. I was like, oh, he's not gay? And then it turns out he was married and whatever. I had this thing about like vigilantes for justice. And I just love the fact that he had this code of picking out bad people who did horrible things to women and children, typically. So I kind of was, I was like, I wonder if he needs an assistant. <laughs> I think everybody loved his character. But he definitely did play the gay role very well because I was like, uh, okay, let me go ahead and shift my mind real quick. Suspension of disbelief. But yeah, okay. Um, pet peeves. I'm sure you have some. Oh, yes. Impolite or self-entitled people. That's everyone's pet peeves. And then going back to bad hygiene, people who think that somehow they don't smell. Oh, guys, let's not do this. <laughs> do everything. Go listen to episode 17. It's a whole episode on how to literally prepare for your date, your hygiene showering with a washcloth, brushing your teeth, flossing, using mouthwash, scrubbing every nook and cranny. Including your feet. Yes. Oh my God. I cannot tell you how many times guys have gotten in my shower and it's like dirt. I'm like, did you like go stomping in mud all day? <laughs> go see a doctor about that toenail fungus. I am shocked how many men were walking around with toenail fungus. Well, they don't think men need to have Nice feet, I guess. They think that's a woman thing. I promise you, hygiene is not just for women. No. Mm -mm. And for the last freaking time, wash your butthole. <laughs> Woo! Not just the whole, all of it. Wash all, like scrub. From the top to the bottom and in between. Scrub in there. Get in there. 
You might get a freak, even in your civilian life, you might get a girl that likes to do day at the O and she is going to be like, oh, I see this relationship going nowhere. Exactly. Because you decided not to wash your butthole. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Do you know there's some guys like literally civilian men that think if they touch their butthole, they're gay. They're gay. Isn't that crazy? Explain that to me. Self-love is gay? hmm <laughs> Proper hygiene is gay? Apparently, it's just for the gays. Not being offensive is gay? <laughs> it's just for the gays. Just for the gays. Okay, finally, please leave our listeners, both the guys and gals, with some parting advice. Take a moment every day to go beyond yourself to make the life of another person better. Even like the smallest gesture can make a world of difference for someone. You don't know what someone's going through. So smile at someone, say hello, or just give a sincere compliment. There's been times my friends think I'm crazy because I'll step on an elevator and I can see a woman just trying. Either her hair is cute or she's got this dress on. And I'm going to tell her, I love your dress. I remember one time I, I was in Dallas. It was back in my beauty pageant days. and Wait, what? <laughs> Girl, you are full of surprises. We're going to have to talk about that later. (laughs) Okay, so I stepped on the elevator and there was this woman, me being in the perfume industry, I could just tell what she had on. And I was like, oh my God, you smell amazing. Is that white diamonds? And my friends looked at me like, this bitch is crazy. I don't think that's crazy. Right. The woman's like, oh my God. Oh, thank you so much. You could just tell it made her day. Exactly. And and that's a pro tip for you guys. If you want to flirt with somebody, tell them they smell nice, even if they don't. Because even though I was not a fan of white diamonds, at the time it suited her. I think it had a, a chokehold on a certain generation. She was from that generation. <laughs> she was from that generation. But you can just tell she perked up when she stepped out that elevator. You could tell there was a spring in her step because she knew she was wafting through the lobbies. And that's how I usually strike up conversation with women. Like if I'm in a networking situation and I'm trying to like, you know, flirt or I don't mean sexually, but, you know, flirting, flirting, you can flirt with anyone. Yeah. But if I'm trying to like, you know, be friendly, that's literally the first thing I'll tell somebody is that they smell nice. What are you wearing? Even though they smell like tea or something I'm like, what are you? Oh my God, that's amazing. What are you wearing? And then they perk up and they're like, oh, it's blah, 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 blah. I have it in my purse. Oh, I'll write the name down for you. It's like, they just change immediately. It's a great tip. Absolutely. You got that, ladies. (laughs) All right. So um, please leave us with your social media so our listeners can find you. On Instagram and on Twitter, it's both at T.S. Rachel Smith and Smith is with an E at the end. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much, Miss Smith, for coming on. This was fun. This was so much fun. I hope you come back again and we can, you know, talk to you about something else. Maybe teach these guys how to wash their balls. Honey, I would love to. (laughs) Okay, awesome. Well, um, I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend and I will talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at TSEG Podcast. And on Instagram, at TSEGP. Join our Patreon page for exclusive videos on dating, sugaring, and freestyling tips for both the gentlemen and ladies. Patreon.com forward slash TSEGP. Follow your host Vivian on Twitter and Instagram, at Exotic Vivian. 
Please leave the show a five-star rating on iTunes. Until next time, keep it sexy and stay receptive.